I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. It is good to be back. On today's episode, I have an interview with my long-suffering counsellor, Sue Rochford. Don't worry, we are not here to talk about the inner workings of my mind. That would be truly terrifying. No, no, no. We are here because Sue also works as a psychic medium alongside her work as a counsellor. And she kindly agreed to come onto the show to discuss her gift and how she uses it. She also provides much insight into how we can all understand what our own psychic gift is, how we can use it, and also gives us some amazing accounts of what she has seen within her work. To kick off today's episode, we have our book review. The book is The Book of English Magic, written by Philip Cargom and Richard Haygate. This book blew my mind. My brother gifted it to me for Christmas, following me asking him for any books he could recommend in regards to The Golden Dawn and so on. So this book is genuinely one of the best factual books I have read around magic and very different to many I have read so far. And I'll explain this by saying I know many of the books I've already read relating to the craft have mainly been written by women and many relate to hedge witchcraft, kitchen witchcraft, deities and so on. I loved this book because it's written by two men and it had more of a masculine take on different areas of the craft. It delves into the druids alchemy, magicians, the Freemasons, the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, the Rosicrucians, Alistair Crowley, Gerald Gardner. There was bits on Maxine Sanders, necromancy, cunning folk. It was just a great take from a different angle and I loved it. I have read a huge amount of books about the craft and this one is chunky. It covered a lot of aspects But I learned so much from this and much of my interest has, like I say, always been within the Hedgewitch side of things. However, this book has set me off on a quest to learn more, record some episodes in regards to areas such as the Golden Dawn, the Druids, magicians and so on. They are all aspects of the craft and magic that I have always had an interest in, but I just feel it's kind of coming to the forefront at this moment in time and I'm embracing it. 
I loved the interviews that are within the book with modern day witches and magicians and so on. I found these so inspiring and shows magic very much exists in the modern day, as I'm sure we all know and feel. One of my favourite that has inspired me hugely was one from Cassandra Latham, who is a witch based in a tiny cottage known as the Doll's House, said to be tucked away in a narrow alley in the village of St. Berrien near Penzance in Cornwall. And she earns her living as a village wise woman who declares her occupation on her tax return as a witch. So once I read that, I changed my job title within my tax documents and so on to which immediately. The lady I spoke to about my tax reports and changing my title was so supportive too. I know she was witchy. I got those vibes after that. And it's so liberating that we have now reached a time where we aren't going to be burnt at the stake for being witches. Actually having a conversation with somebody in a government body that you can say, actually, I want you to change my title to witch because every single piece of work I do is related to the craft from content through to spell and energy work I do with clients. So it made sense and it felt right. And I don't know, it might be a bit out there, but it felt natural. And again, if we think back to cunning folk of old, wise women and so on, I guess that would have been their identity and that's what I'd like to identify as. Anyway, enough about that. It's worth reading all about Cassandra Latham in the book. I definitely loved her account and have gone on to find out more about her. This book gives some great information on each aspect of magic and I'm certain I'll reference this book when it comes to the podcast. I loved the things to do, the resources section at the end of each chapter. It gives you a great start to follow up with your research, places to visit, to take a deep dive into things further. I thought I might read you a section of the book on how to make herbal remedies within the cunning folk section that I felt was a great basic take on it that you might want to try. Many cunning folk operated a successful front as herbalists offering them more magical solutions to clients behind closed doors. Some simple remedies that would have been used by cunning folk can be safely made at home. To make an infused drink of Hawthorne brandy that can be beneficial to the heart, try filling a jar a quarter to a third full of Hawthorne berries and then top the jar up with brandy. Store in the dark and shake daily. After a month or so, the brandy will be ready to drink and will have a delicious woodland flavour. To make a herbal tincture, use the highest proof alcohol available, which is usually brandy or vodka. If you do not drink alcohol, use vinegar. Pick nettles, which add as a good tonic, and macerate the fresh or dried leaves with a mortar and pestle or a knife. Fill two thirds of a scrupulously clean jar that has an airtight seal with the bruised leaves. Pour the alcohol or vinegar over the herbs so that they are just covered. Label the jar and place in a dark room or cupboard for a full lunar month. Every day, shake the jar vigorously, concentrating on the idea that by doing this, you are helping the plant release its powers. 
When the moon is full, take your jar and leave it outside all night so that your tincture can be charged with the magical powers of moonlight. At the end of the lunar month, filter through muslin or a paper coffee filter and store in a dark place. To use your tincture with an eyedropper, add about 20 drops to a glass of water and drink it immediately. Join me after the break for our conversation with Sue Rochford about Beyond the Veil. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back. So I am so excited because on today's podcast, I have Sue, who is my counsellor, my long-suffering counsellor. Hello, Sue. How are you? Hi, Carly. It's lovely to be with you today. So I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to have you on. I've known Sue for probably around seven years now, and I genuinely can say might get a bit emotional having her on because it's been a bit of a journey and Sue started out as my counsellor and I'm probably not allowed to say this but she to me is far more than that because she changed a lot of my life mental health wise I can definitely say that Sue. Sue was the first counsellor I had ever had any success working with mental health wise after after being referred to counsellors as a teenager, never ever managed to get on really with anyone that I work with. And I think a large part of that is because Sue has the counselling knowledge and experience to a T, but she also has such a spiritual side. And I'm going to learn a lot about Sue today. So Sue, could you give us a bit of insight into what you do, aside from just being my long-suffering counsellor? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I've enjoyed being your, your, your counsellor. You're, you're a joy to work with. You really have been. Um, but I suppose, yeah, that's one side. I suppose we've not talked about, is it my spiritual or um, that side of me? Because I keep the two very separate, my counselling work yes. and my kind of spiritual side, because they kind of, um, but I suppose in some ways they go hand in hand. But um I don't know. I suppose I've seen spirits since I was a young child. I have kind of very early memories of being in a cot and seeing spirit around me. And um, I went to boarding school. I suppose I was about eight. I went to a convent school and it was in a castle um, boarding school. Um, and as you can imagine, it was very haunted. Lots of stuff going on there. So we always saw and heard things. Um, 
uh, there. And, and I kind of think that carried on throughout my life. I just saw weird things, had weird things happen. Um, I knew things that I, I shouldn't have really known. Um, I astral traveled. So I went to places and saw things. Um, and so new stuff that happened that, that, that I couldn't possibly know, strange things like that. And it kind of quietened down um, during my teenage years. Um, and I'd had I'd have the odd bit of activity or something happen. Um, and then when I was about 17, things kicked off again. Um, I always remember I was sharing a flat um, in Sangate. And um, my um, flatmate used to tell me off, Carly, for chopping cucumber on the side. She used to say, you used to chop board. And, and, um, and I kind of, I'd always forget, I'd kind of just quickly chop some cucumber to go on my crackers or whatever. And I remember this one day, I was just about to, she kept moaning at me, and I was just about to chop some cucumber um, on the side, and this chopping board flew off the drainer and hit me on the back <gasps> of my head. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and, and I started having like things like that. And then when I had my children, I had my children quite young. When I had them, I, I'd start having things happen, like you know, ashtrays would fly across the room, plates. Um, <gasps> I'd have things in my bathroom fly around and end up in the bath. And it got to the point actually where um, nobody would come around my house because they were just afraid of having <laughs> thrown at them. Um, and we had a priest out to exercise the house, and that didn't work. And um, so we sold the house and moved. And and not realizing at the time that kind of what was going on um when we moved it just carried on and um i, I ended up having a, a medium come out and um through a friend and he said well they're trying to get your attention sue because you can do this okay. <gasps> yeah so that's wow. kind of uh, that's so intense and i <laughs> yeah i guess i never thought about it that that's why they're acting like that to get your attention because you you've got that ability yeah absolutely and kind of and because of kind of my kids are all very psychic too so of course when they're born it kind of trebled oh. the energy and yeah so so your kids are as well so you've just literally had a house full of all of you picking up messages and <laughs> yeah yeah That's they're all very intense. different ways kind of but they're all open and yeah so so, so yeah this is all new to me this is all new information to me we've never ever ever obviously got into any of this side of it and i'm really excited to hear all about this so sue like as a psychic medium obviously that person told you was that the first time you realized you were psychic in respect to picking up messages and so on not just the activity like when did you first realize actually i've got this gift or curse or however you might see it yeah, well, I, I always used to think I was oversensitive. So I always used to think that, and I kind of just assumed that everybody could pick up on how people were feeling. So I always assumed that that, that was just normal because I'd know, maybe I'd know if someone didn't like me or if someone kind of, you know, if, if someone wasn't telling me the truth or I've always had this kind of knowing or this kind of um, energy in that way. So so it was actually lovely to find out that that kind of, I wasn't going mad in some way. Some of the stuff that was happening and, you know, I'd hear the voices or you'd see things that, that it wasn't just me kind of being a little bit mentally ill or, you know what I mean, in some way like that. Cause you do start to think that maybe you hear about schizophrenia and all these different things and 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 you think that maybe there's something like that going on. So to have somebody come along and say, well, now actually it's quite normal and um, explain to me more. And then when I sat on circle, it kind of all started to sink in. I learned to link with my guide and, and, and yeah, and it was quite wonderful after that. It's it's nice for it just all settle in and you start to feel normal. I really second that because I myself, my, my my I don't have the same ability as you do, but my grandma is very psychic, but like you, she was she always kind of at you know, before she realized 
it was always like, am I okay mentally? Is this, where is this coming from? And, you know, she's never really explored it. She's never, ever confidently used it. And I have, like, over the course of time, realised that I have exactly the same way that things come through to me psychically. And, but I've embraced it, but I've seen my nan. And that's why I kind of said the gift and the curse, because my nan has always seen it as a curse. I see it more as a gift. And like you, I pick up a lot of messages about people even saying things and and especially feelings. So, and I actually wanted to get into different forms of, you know, how you pick up messages. Because for me, I can pick up if somebody's not well or if they are like repressed or if there's any anger or resentment, I have spent time with somebody and literally come away wanting actually physically crying and not knowing why I want to cry and my throat has really hurt and I've realized after because they were going through a situation where they're really repressed in a relationship and their marriage and they couldn't talk and say what they wanted to say and I was like oh my goodness every time I've been around you when that was going on I kept knowing it wasn't my energy so when you finally realize you're like oh I'm not you know it is quite it's quite a lot and and like you say when you realize actually this is this isn't you know this isn't my energy this is somebody else's that I've picked up yeah it's like quite the only really the only time I knew that I I was psychic at some level was I rang my daughter's school the minute that she had been in an incident and she got hurt and I rang up the store and left a voice a voicemail saying, this is really bonkers. I don't really know why I'm ringing you, but I feel I need to call you because I think something's wrong. Yeah. And every, all the teachers at my daughter's school were like, your mum's a witch. <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like you say, it's when you know, and then you're like, okay, now I know. And now I can kind of hone this and yeah. accept I'm not losing the plot. <laughs> No, and that's and that's nice, isn't it? Because actually, I think we've all got this kind of ability that 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 kind of we forget about that we don't realise, and we're always picking up. I think energy is so important. What we pick up from others, and like you say, kind of when you're in a healing frame, you you do pick up, and and you become a mirror in a way because your body starts to kind of get in touch with what the other person is feeling. So you start to, like you say, feel restricted in your throat, or you can feel it within you kind of what's going on for that other person. And I find that very much when I'm doing kind of my counselling work or any of my work that I pick up on a in a physical way and, and it can I can get to the end of the week and sometimes I used to get to Friday and I used to just cry for an hour just because of all the everything that you're carrying from from everybody and and I kind of think that it's important Carly as you're doing this to learn to kind of like you know to kind of accept that and learn how to kind of shift that from you and, and, and let go of that and protect yourself I'm really bad Absolutely. at that and actually you could probably give me some insight into what you do for because like you say I truly believe that we all have this ability and we'll have different clear senses that are stronger but, but it's yeah. sorry go on sorry lovely it's it's very much like you know like say say um somebody's learning to play a violin some people can pick it up and play it straight away some people have to mm. practice and practice and and some people never get the hang of it and it's kind of like that because my belief is that we're all spirit in a human body so as as that we're able to connect with spirits or we're able to connect with that spiritual side of ourselves or you know to that kind of part that um lights us up that part that kind of and and um, and just some people are better at it than or more natural at it than others and some people have to work harder at it um and yes. some people are more natural healers some are more clairsentient you know we've all got different gifts and we use them in different ways 
and I think it's important also to, to learn that what, what's your gift how can you work with it absolutely and I was going to ask you in terms of picking up on other people's energy in general whether or not you think you are psychic in any form or you know just generally what do you recommend for grounding and trying not to pick up and take on everybody's energy because yeah. I struggle with that yeah, because because actually that's no it's of no benefit. You taking on somebody else's energy does them no benefits. It's it's no all it does is does you harm. So it's really good to learn. And I'm just as bad. I forget to do it sometimes. But the best thing is to do is to ground yourself. And and when you ground yourself, a really good way is just to imagine. I imagine I'm like a tree. So from my feet, the roots are going down into the earth, connecting with you know Mother Earth, connecting with a rock or an oak tree somewhere. Or as you spread those roots down, you're grounding yourself. So you're connecting yourself kind of with the earth and the energy. And you, you, I, I kind of imagine breathing that in and filling myself up with that. So that grounds me. And then I imagine a really good thing is I say to some people, you know, like a army sleeping bag. So imagine zipping yourself up over your head and filling that with a white light. Or some people don't like to feel the kind of thing or oh, that feels a bit claustrophobic. So imagine a bubble that you can see through. But as long as it's all around you, um, all around you and um, and you're putting that intention there surrounded by white light because nothing dark can exist in light so when you create that light it can only you know what i mean expel um and then what happens then is it's not that you don't take on other people's it's that 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 negative energy doesn't enter your arena doesn't and doesn't stay with you but i think they're the I easiest ways i like absolutely it. need to practice on that and another one tip somebody else gave me another psychic is to if you've got some particularly negative or harmful around you, you know, that you you can't kind of escape from that situation at the time is to envisage mirrors yes, yes. back to them, yes. which is kind of quite nice because it's a bit like take back what you're giving to me yeah. and yeah. see what you're doing as well. So yeah. there's a kind of accountability and lesson. Absolutely. There. Yeah. And mm. I always say to somebody, because when people are drawing your energy as well, I kind of flick, I'll flick by my tummy because quite often when they're drawing your energy, they're drawing it from your solar plexus. So sometimes if you suddenly realize, because people don't realize they're being psychic vampires or that they're drawing. So sometimes it's just about flicking that energy and, and, and then wrapping yourself again, because they don't mean to take from you, but actually it does, does you no good giving that, you know what I mean, kind of um, energy. So I just flick my stomach sometimes just as if symbolically to say, Yep, I'm not kind of giving any more now, and I'm, and then I wrap myself. But it, it's it's I about yeah, it's about practicing these things and just looking after you. And actually, it's funny because I've got a friend who I was talking to today, and she's really, and I think we've all got this light force, this aura around us, and mm -hmm. she's such a positive person. Like as most, you know, most of my friends, fortunately, like I've learned that lesson to be really careful who you spend a lot of time with. Yeah. They've all, she's got this light, you know, people draw, are drawn to her because yeah. of that light. And she's trying to work on boundaries to not kind of be drained of it. Cause we had a similar conversation that people don't realize they're doing it, but they, yeah. Do want your light you know you we are attracted to things when they are bright and light and happy yeah. and so on and, and it's just trying to work on those boundaries energetically and it's it's difficult it, it comes I'm, I'm i'm you know I'm, I'm always working on that it's, it's hard 
And you find that people who who are that way, who give light or, or light workers or however, however you want it, um, always feel the need to give too much sometimes because they're wounded healers themselves. So quite often they 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 being of need or of service is something that fulfills them. And, and so it's really hard to find that line where you're not giving too much or where you're not kind of because actually in some ways it makes us feel good to help. It makes us feel fulfilled or it kind of you know our purpose is aligned at that point but but it's it's really difficult to find that fine line between giving too much isn't it and, and of yourself or yeah. too much of that light and and also looking after yourself in in that way so oh I absolutely resound with this definitely mine is i do when i do sessions i'll always try to give like one thousand percent and i'll end up staying on the session too long and i get told off you know with the people the, the the well-being center i work with and i'm like i oh, know it's just that side of you where you just want to give it you know give it all but you, you shouldn't it's it's no. true no but but you learn these things i think as you go along mm -hmm. and you you realize that, that, that setting boundaries is important in any kind of working relationship or any kind of there has to be boundaries and because actually that makes that person feel safe too they know what's going on they know yeah. whether you know and, and i kind of think that's always important to kind of to look after their menu is to kind of create absolutely that. absolutely genuinely this is this is resounding so much with me and i'm sure so many other people regardless if they you know do work within this realm, you know, realm, or just in general, like energetically with all the people around us, because it comes up with every single interaction, be it work, family, relationships, you, know, you know, love relationships. It's, it's always, it's always a thing that comes up and, you know, the healthier and happier you feel when you are respecting those energetic boundaries yeah. and, and having yeah. them respected. Yeah. I'm really curious in terms of, how you have messages come through from the other side and perhaps what clear senses are strongest for you if that's you know the case of any in particular yeah i, I kind of think I'm, I'm very lucky that that um I, I kind of have been given the ability to use lots of different gifts i started actually as a psychic artist so when i first did platform work oh. yeah I, I started off as a psychic artist so i'd work with a medium I'd, I'd, I'd faces would appear and i'd draw them and 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 they'd be for the person who the medium was giving the reading to and then it was just one time i, I turned the medium didn't turn and she said well you're doing the mediumship and i'm going somewhere else so that's how i kind of started off doing more mediumship but so so i'm very lucky that i'm able to link in in lots of ways but for me, the strongest is knowing. I just know, mm. and there's, a, there's it's kind of like a sense of knowing, and and I see and I hear, but 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 mostly I just know, I, and I know in a way. It's hard to describe actually because it's it's not like a, a knowing or kind of because I see with that knowing and I hear with that knowing, but it's just kind of it's all wrapped up into um to one. So I think I'm very lucky that that it comes quite naturally in that way that that I don't have to kind of meditate for 20 minutes or kind of it just kind of sits and comes in and 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 I just trust trust I think trust is the main thing Carly trusting that yeah. kind of you know I've got one I've got the most wonderful guide who um my main guide Zeb who works with me um he's my gatekeeper my main guide my I, there's lots of different names people use but he's he's kind of and then other guys come and work with me for different things but he's I always know he's there I feel that he's there with me I know his energy um and, and I suppose he kind of like um, when I'm doing readings or I'm doing platform work, he he kind of um, keeps everybody at bay and just lets them in one at a time. Or kind of, you know what I mean? Kind of. Uh, oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Cause, yeah, because I guess it could get overwhelming if they're all trying to 
knock down Ab- the door and oh, talk a- absolutely and, and as you can imagine kind of if you're doing like say if you've got a big audience in front of you and and everybody's got say 10 or 12 loved ones or whoever and they're all queuing up you know there's a lot of noise behind <laughs> a lot of yeah. there's a lot going on and it, and it kind of like so take i've got very good guides that kind of you know don't let me become too overwhelmed with that and um but it's I, it's just i i'm so thankful it's such a wonderful gift that that, that I've been allowed to use or to help others. And I kind of think for me, that's the main thing is to, to kind of show that there's life goes on, that this is not it. This is not, you know what I mean? And hopefully that brings comfort um, to others to know that their loved ones haven't just, that's not just it, you know? And I kind of think, because quite often people come to this way of life or, or want to come to this way of life when they've lost somebody, when they've, you know, especially somebody that's meant so much to them and, and, and they want there to be more than. They have the existential yes. crisis that kind of, you know, I mean, there has to be more than that can't be here. Um, so it's wonderful to be able to kind of give that evidence or to kind of help them find the peace in that way. Absolutely. I could no, I, I, I obviously myself, you know, do believe that it is a lovely thought to know because again, myself, you know, I've, I've been part of circle and had lots of things come through from my own loved ones and just, you know, spirit in general, but when I I actually had I have a psychic that I have been to probably for like the last eight years like maybe 10 years or something I don't go to see her often but I think for me when I saw her and and this is what I find absolutely crazy she would pretty much word for word speak a conversation that I'd had with somebody and that would blow my mind the level that she could pick up things and the, the, and, and I would, I, when I see her at times, it is very much like I'm having a conversation with my granddad yeah. and I forget that she's there in a sense because, you know, I'll literally be sort of asking a question or she'll just be giving information. And it's, yeah. it's just so reassuring. And, and like you say, it is just the fact that there is more to this. It's not just this, you know, this lifetime, you know, it's yeah. all the, you know, I, I think that is, massively reassuring especially if you are grieving you know yeah. and like you say that is always obviously why people do come to it but yeah fa- I find it fascinating I, I always have alongside yeah. the witch the witchy stuff but and, I wanted to ask oh sorry Sue after you no I was going to say because I, I think a lot of the time people come to um psychics and they want their fortune told or they want to know what the future holds and the thing is is it's, yes. it's very much for me it's not about that it's not about it's about connecting you with loved ones and quite often you're right people will say to me oh I just had that conversation when I give them something or oh we were just talking about that and quite often it's mm-hmm. just it's just spirit or your loved ones confirming we're around we listen to you we listen to your thoughts we listen to you know we, and we're proud and for me reading should always be about love about kind of healing and love yeah. and not negativity or any kind of you know and and a lot of um like say fortune telling it's about self-fulfilling isn't it you tell somebody they're gonna and and, and that'll happen so for me it's more about that connection with loved ones and you know I mean like you say them confirming yes we heard that conversation yes we know what you're up to you know what I mean and that that kind of (laughs) having that comfort of being you know watched over that's there's some there's there's somebody there with us we're never alone in that way and I found it again with that conversation one of the conversations we had I, I remember thinking to myself why were you there in the car with me and my boss having that conversation? <laughs> like, I know it's a strange, isn't it? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Why not just joining us along for the journey? Where were you off to? It's just really funny. 
I must admit, when I've kind of, because I've run circles and we have people come when they, they begin and they have this, don't understand how spirit walk away, and they'll kind of ask me questions like, are they there when I'm in the shower? Or <laughs> are they there when I go to bed with my husband? And things like that. I'm thinking, well, no, I don't think they'd want to be there at those times. You know what I mean? And it's just kind of they like to be around at other times. So, you know, there's always that kind of like line, isn't there? I think I felt this overwhelming need to behave after I'd first had a reading oh. and I was aware that my grand I was like, oh goodness, <laughs> no, I've got to really behave now because you're you're just there watching me. Pressure. But <laughs> it didn't it didn't last very long. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you about actually if you're if you are happy to say, because I guess this is very personal as well and you know, very sacred. Who do you work with in the spirit world and how do you work with them? You know, are there any kind of ways that you need to connect with them or honour them as, as in, I guess, I don't know. It's like, is it akin to maybe working with a deity or a goddess or? No, 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 no. And they, they don't like, they don't like, well, like, as far as I'm kind of knowing all the spirit I've worked with, they, they don't like that. To, 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 yeah. Zeb, Zeb is my, Zebedee Zeb is my main guide. So he's kind of, right. he, always, he always shows himself as like a, I always say Egyptian, but it's kind of like um, Middle Eastern kind of gentleman. So kind of, um, mm -hmm. and I've had him drawn. I was, I, I met a wonderful psychic who just drew him and I was like, that's what I see. That's that's who I see, and it's it's exactly who I, how I see him. And that was wonderful to have that. Um. So he, yeah. So he's my main guide, and he's like, I suppose he's like my best friend, really. He's kind of like, um, I talk to him about anything and everything, and he's just, you know, he's there. But the most important thing, if you're going to kind of work spiritually, is to get to know the energy of your guide. Not not necessarily to know how they look, or but to know their energy. So how how they feel when they come close, what they. Zeb gives me an extra heartbeat. It's like this extra heartbeat I feel when he comes close. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I get this. Um, and I get this. I always imagine if that he wraps his cloak around me and I'm safe then, or I'm in a if I'm in, you know, in it. He's it's like a for me. It's a very paternal energy. So I always feel protected, or um, it's like you know what I mean. It's like this big kind of like energy that comes around me, and I kind of think it's really important to to um sit in meditation and link with your guide there's loads of good ones on youtube or things like that guided meditations that you can do to link yourself with your main guide and and they're just they don't want you to worship them because it's a partnership to them you know what i mean yeah. for them you know when you talk to them they and we kind of think how wonderful that they look after us and there's so many times that zeb's saved my life and, and some strange things have had to happen where he's kind of stopped things and um but 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 also kind of for them it's a privilege to work with us to be able to come and you know what i mean kind of um connect with the earth plane in this way and work with us so for me it's very much like a friendship it's a partnership it works from both sides and 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 it's about kind of i suppose honoring that in in a way where you're you sit with them and you thank you know i'm always grateful and i thank him um for, for what he does i don't always remember you to me but i'll try and do that before i do a reading i sit and say a prayer um i thank them afterwards and and it's that kind of i suppose that if you had a um, friend on the earth plane how would you be with them how would you connect with them and it's a little bit like that kind of um for me or that's how it works for me and on that note actually i was going to ask you you said that there were a few strange things that he's intervened with or helped you with is there anything you can give us oh, along those lines for well, I, on my 18th birthday um i was um training to be a postwoman would you believe i was trying yeah, and um, I was, uh, I think I was coming back from Sittingbourne and um, uh, the train station I was coming back from, they had one of those, it was, it was many, many years ago, so they had those boards, do you remember they used to shutter and they used to change 
with the yeah. um electronic they used to shut around and change the wording used to change with the trains as they came in well i was yeah. walking down an underpass i was going underneath and all of a sudden it was like somebody held me in the spot so i, I couldn't move it's like i was frozen to the spot um and it's literally my 18th birthday i was frozen to the spot on these stairs and i'm thinking it was like i was stuck i couldn't um, and then all of a sudden the this board fell and smashed in front of me oh, yeah wow. and, yeah and had i had i continued walking I wouldn't be here that it would have crushed me so i've had a few a few experiences like that where i can't explain it away and i can't kind of but where and and i had another one when um my son um he was born he was only pound and a half when he was born because he was born at um he was about 24 weeks i was 24 and a half weeks um and and um i'd been rushed up to hospital and they thought oh there's nothing going on we're going to leave her and there was a doctor that come for lunch he'd come for lunch with his friend he'd come for just to take his friend out for lunch on the ward i was in and he saw my notes had been left out by mistake so he was flicking through them not that he should have been but he was flicking through them and he'd said to his friend he was having lunch with he said oh he said i'm we're starting this new scan do you think um uh, this lady would want to try the new scan out and he said we can ask her so they came and saw me and they explained all of this he said i'm really sorry i shouldn't have been looking for your notes but they, they were left out when i was just being nosy he said but i think i'd like to try you for the scan so i said yeah yes you know so they took me down for the scan um and it was the new one do you remember the, i don't know whether you remember the old ultrasound scans had no color in them whereas now they, they show the blood and they yeah. show all the different things yeah well, he, he took me down for the scan and literally um they didn't realize at the time i had been hemorrhaging turning for three days my placenta had erupted so from having this scan um they rushed me into theater within 10 minutes um and they said literally 10 minutes longer we'd have both been dead i'd been hemorrhaging oh yeah and and literally it was literally kind of like my son's he's now in his he's wonderful he's in his um, 20s now and he's done really well he was very premature but he's done so well and um literally kind of like um i would not be you know so somebody must have intervened to get him you know to leave those notes out for him to see it for you know there's a whole catalogue and there's been many times like that when it's been sheer fluke that my life has been saved or that you know that um wow that yeah. i can share a similar experience actually because i remember being in streatham in south london way back and I was quite young and i was sat in my car and I had the window down a little bit and there was this girl and she had a bottle in her hand and she was really aggressive and she came up to the window and I am not, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but yeah. if I, <laughs> if I get pushed, I will be quite, I'll retaliate. You know, I'm not someone to sit there. I'll, I can take so much before I'll kind of lose my, lose my, lose my rag. And she was really aggressive. She was really going for it. And I kind of didn't see the bottle and I was in this like fight or flight mode. I was like, you know, I feel myself going into fight mode here. And she was clearly drunk and, and off of it. And I felt exactly the same that somebody was holding me down and I had no ability to do anything. And I had this voice coming up in my head and I know it wasn't the voices or me. And yeah. all it said was don't do any, like it was literally just sit yeah. there, just sit there and take it, just sit there and take it. And it was, and then I got, she will bottle you, like she's going to bottle you, like just sit there, don't do anything or she will bottle you. And yeah. to this day, I've never been somebody like, it takes a lot for anybody to push my buttons and for me to yeah. be aggressive or violent, 
but yeah. I think back then I probably me just yeah. by default and that age would have just gone for her because she was going for me and I'll never forget that and I genuinely felt that I was being frozen like forced to just sit. absolutely yeah <laughs> so I can re really resound with that and it's funny because you saying about I think I relate to your the the the, the sense you have of just knowing things because yeah. when I was in circle every time I've ever you know worked on psychic retreats and so on doing my witchy stuff yeah. every time there's a spirit board I will or, or anything they do I will get a little voice in and I can always it's always in the right side of my brain my right and I'll just get something come through and I'll say it and and people will be like how do you get that I always know what the spirit coming through is going to say and I've said it and they're like yeah. And, and actually, it's, it's not something I've it's it's not something I've always had. It's something that I I guess I'm working on, but it's so fascinating. And and I said to my mum about this, and she said that's exactly what your nan's got. She always gets a little voice on the right side. And I was like, oh my goodness, like that is what I have. But my nan has always always not accepted or embraced it. It's sad, isn't it? Because I, my grandmother was the same. Because she's that's where I, I get my gift from. I, I imagine, and and she was strict Catholic, so she she kind of like she actually saw and interacted with spirit and spoke to them. But she saw it as something negative because of her beliefs. And and it's and how wonderful is it these days that we're we're able to express and we're able to go and sit on circle because not so long ago you weren't, you couldn't. It was hidden. It was you know, and we're so lucky in these days that we're able to kind of talk about these things as we're talking or you know to express ourselves in whatever way and um, we see fit absolutely and not be burnt at the stake for it because let's yeah, be honest, absolutely. Yeah. Have, yeah. you know it would have and on that note i wanted to ask you so how do how can we strengthen our connection with spirit and how would you recommend someone can connect to that psychic part of themselves if this is something completely new them meditation always meditation sitting quiet sitting in your power sitting in quiet um sitting on a circle i always think sitting on a circle and finding or going to a spiritualist church or kind of finding but it's about finding one that fits with you so not one size fits all so you may and and it worries me sometimes that people go along to a circle and nothing i don't like it and then won't try you have to try until you know you're lucky if you find the first one that fits you but you know find somebody you're comfortable and and with people you're comfortable and sit and meditate and always protect yourself i'm i, I always say a prayer of protection before i sit and and afterwards um so i always ask that a circle of protection be placed around my room my home and myself as i sit because when you're opening up in that way you're shining your light so you need to kind of just wrap yourself um mm -hmm. and and but meditation carly you know having finding a quiet moment because it's in those quiet moments people quite often say they'll connect with spirit or they see spirit or they experience them just as they're going off to sleep or just as they're waking up they'll hear or they'll or they'll wake up at early clock in the morning and they'll have a sense of knowing or and that's because you're in a very settled state you're in that state of mind where where you're it's not you're not going off to sleep but you're not you're that in between and that's meditation that's that kind of um and that's when you can connect with that part of you that that spiritual part of you and with your guides and uh, and with your loved ones um in that way but just just be quiet and, and trust that voice I, that agree with that I love this and you're so you're so right because the theta state we enter before we sleep is when we are most open and actually most 
create not creative like it's when we are most able to be creative because we're so open-minded in that state so more has a chance to come through without us rubbishing it and yeah because it down. in our physical state or in our day-to-day -day, we're very weighed way down by life and, and and all our worries and all our kind of so when we when we get, get into that theater state to call it we're lifted our vibration is lifted it's lighter it's kind of and 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 through that kind of we're, we're able to connect and align with that the vibration of spirit the vibration of kind of you know that that energy that that kind of um connects with us in that way that you know connects us to each other really to kind of um that universal energy but i think that's I, so sorry thing yeah meditation so important i think that's the most absolutely and and from working on as a manifestation coach because that's coach that's what i do in my day-to-day -day, yeah. i always say and this kind of covers both sides of it which is why i think actually that i get a lot of messages come through because i work as a manifestation coach and i always say to people if you can just give me 10 minutes of your day could yeah. you for me before you go to bed like try to visualize whatever you're working on manifesting so see yourself in the vision of yeah. what you want because yeah. that's the better state again like that you want to be in so not only could you pick up psychic messages you can connect yeah. with what you want life to look like so i ask them to do that for five minutes before they go to bed and i do that religiously and i see the little vision so i know this is a, a different this is this is manifesting and a different take on it but what i do say to them which links into the spirit side is every morning i'm not i'm not great at meditating my mind's very active i'm a very active person my brain yeah. is always going off on one but i always say if you can just give me five minutes where you sit in silence not for some you know buddhist type discipline yeah absolutely yeah like don't don't think oh my goodness like i've got this thought come up i need to you know yeah that out it's five minutes where you give the universe your spirit guides angels whoever you believe in whoever you work with my my deities because i've got a really strong relationship that's why yeah, yeah the five minutes where you you don't have any messages coming in you're not telling the universe what you want you're not moaning you're not doing no. anything giving them a chance to talk to you yeah and 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 like so i'll light a little tea light or some incense and then i'll just give them five minutes yeah. and just say you know what would you have me do where would you have me go or whatever just just to give them the indication like yeah. i'm ready to hear from you <laughs> and, 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 I always, yeah. me. <laughs> and i always say sit with that intention of love always sit in a loving you know a, a loving intention to yourself to spirit if you kind of have that loving intention like you say my i'm terrible at meditation i'm the world's worst i've got the monkey mind it goes off and but i just come back to the breath and i just say you know and i allow because you can't switch your thoughts off you can't you know what i mean and and, and they're going to come in and, and you can't kind of like get some kind of you know that majestic state that some of these monks get you know because they practice for years <laughs> but, but, but you know life happens and i'm thinking about the shopping or did i put the washing on did i kind of leave the, you know and all these things but but i just come back to it and i say okay i just accept that my mind's wanted i bring it back and, and and like you say five minutes a couple of minutes you know um however long it is you don't have to sit there for half an hour and you know in some kind of position where your bum goes numb and um you know i, I kind of think that that uh, it's just about that just even five minutes like you say five minutes at a time but it's so worthwhile it's just it can have such a um an impact on your life just those five minutes of just being quiet just taking a breath you know letting yeah. your mind just, um, yeah 
And I also find as well, when I do do that, I often find I'll get the strangest little nudges from spirit or whoever, you know, just just in general. And Mm -hmm. I'll get a little message come up and I'll genuinely be like, what's that got to do with the price of fish? Like, what is that about? And then I'll just be okay. I'll just I've learned now to just accept. Okay, I'll I'll take that on board or and then what will happen is something else will happen later that day. And I'll be like, ah, that makes sense. That all combines. I get the message. Okay, I hear you. (laughs) Yeah, the trusting side, like don't don't dismiss the things that come through no matter how bonkers they seem because there's often another further piece of like information that ties and correlates with it and it makes sense absolutely so i need to ask you you've given us loads of insight already but what's the strangest or most memorable moment you've had in relation to spirit i know you've had ashtrays thrown at you and things like that but is there one particular story that you love or is just blown your mind you're happy to share yeah I've been very lucky Carly I've I've kind of like I've had some incredible experiences I've sat on um I sat on a physical circle for many years and 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 that was incredible the things would blow people wouldn't believe it would blow your mind but probably the most standout thing for me is I um I just had my third lot of back surgery and and they'd said to me basically we can't do any more they'd fuse my spine i was and i could i was walking bent over double i was still in pain and they said we can't do any more and some friends of mine talked about going to a um demonstration of healing and i thought oh, i'll go along i've got nothing to lose and this was like miles away from where i lived um and i was sat in this audience and i was watching people and they asked us who went in are you in any pain and i said yes i am but i didn't say anything about it or kind of and I always remember the, um, there were people going up and down all night and they were kind of going up on crutches and they were coming away walking and they were going up and I'm thinking, what a load of rubbish, what have I come here for? And I just remember being very negative and just thinking, you know, because you see these things, don't you, in these kind of like yeah. miracle cures. And um, and I was seeing these people go up and, and just come like come away and their neck was moving like it hadn't been before, something like that. And, and I was very negative and I sat and I kind of, be quite honest, I was like, oh God, what am I doing here? And then it got yeah. to like, like the last one of the evening, they started to talk about this woman they said oh you know she's been through this that and then i'm thinking god this woman's really ill <laughs> she sounds like she's been through and called my name and i thought oh you're talking about me and um so i kind of i went up i went up there and as i walked around the bed um paul um the 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 kind of spirit doctor whispered to me as i walked past he said and by the way your twins are fine now nobody in that room room knew that, that um, A, I'd been dropped in theatre, kind of, that's how I damaged my back, but also that I'd lost twins at the same time, that they'd kind of, oh, um, wow. yeah, so nobody, in, nobody in that room knew. Nobody, nobody had a kind of like, so as I walked around the bed and he told me that they were fine, um, and, and then kind of for me, that was just like, that, that was enough really. But then when I sat on the bed, he pressed on my back in three places and untrapped every single one of the nerves that had been left trapped by the surgery. Wow. <laughs> For me, that that's kind of like, what more proof can you need? Or do, or do yeah. I? Yeah, and I see him. I see him regularly. They're actually friends of mine, but I see him regularly now. And if my back goes or any if I'm in any pain, I go and see him, and he puts it right because he's just the most incredible healer. But he, for me, that was just, just. I mean, for the first, I think first three years after that, I went to see him, I couldn't speak in his presence. I just was so in awe of kind of what they did and how you know what I mean um and now I'm very lucky to class them as friends but yeah I think Carly that's the most incredible that's amazing honestly that's given me goosebumps that is um I love that wow <laughs> oh my goodness I 
I'm, this is all a new side to me of Sue. So I've got to say, I've never known any of this, none of these stories, any of this aspect of Sue's life because she is so good at keeping the two aside. But you've got that lovely spiritual element when it comes to the counselling that has always been a game changer for me. That is the difference, I think, for everybody else that I work with. So I also would love to pick your brain and ask okay. you a few questions mental health wise if you don't mind not at all not at all. the other side of your work because you're yeah. so good at it so we talked a little bit about this but what rituals or practices do you use personally or recommend when it comes to mental health and why okay talking talking is the most important thing i think is in in um to do with mental health and i kind of think it, the americans have it right in some ways because they have regular therapy i think everybody should talk um because yeah. you'd be surprised how many couples come for counseling and and they don't talk to each other or or they don't mm -hmm. but i think i think for, for the most important thing is to talk to somebody whatever's going on whatever you're feeling is to find somebody safe to talk to whether it be a family member a therapist or talking is just the most healing and the most wonderful thing so that that would be always my kind of first port of call is to talk but i think we're so afraid especially men um or of being vulnerable aren't we of, of showing our vulnerability to somebody and i think that's i always think anybody that comes into my counseling room is the, the bravest soul i just think they're just incredible to come and to be willing to look and, and to talk i think that's so brave um but i think talking is, is so important um that, that most important but then there's things like um i mean and, and you'll probably i probably have done most of these with you is um journaling like writing down mm -hmm. so if you can't yeah. talk write it write it get those thoughts out of your head write them down um and one of the best practices um i find because i was i was very lucky um that i came into this um kind of way of life after having a, a nervous breakdown myself, I had a, a kind of like a breakdown. Um, so I went through the agoraphobia and the panic attacks and all those things. And, and as awful as it was for me, they've helped with my practice because I understand I can, when someone says to me, I'm having panic attacks, or I've, I, I know, I know how I felt, I know how debilitating it was. So, you know, I kind of think that's so important um, to, to kind of get that help when you when you and that's what i did I, I kind of got that help but but kind of accepting what's going on so accepting i think you take the power away from things when you accept what's yeah. going on accept yourself in a certain way it takes the power away from what's that that subconscious control you know what i mean that that's that's kind of going on um so i think that's that's really important is to kind of acceptance accept who you are but it's okay however you are it's okay as long as you're working on it and talking and and doing what you need to do i think um acceptance and gratitude is also the other one it's so important to, to to be grateful for what you do have because i think sometimes when we can sit and just be grateful in the moment whether it be in the evening or when you go to bed or in the morning is to just say what am i grateful for how lucky am i that i have this roof over my head or that 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 I have friends or that I have you know what I mean someone I don't know those wonderful things and sometimes that can ground you and and kind of um let you know that everything's all right um and, and in that moment you kind of realize also that our thoughts are just thoughts it's so important yes. to realize that that thoughts aren't real the, the thoughts that we have and especially where we're beating ourselves up or we're being unkind our thoughts aren't real because I can think oh I don't know that the sun is green but just because I thought it doesn't mean that it's true and the yes. same and the same with our thoughts that you have and i think most people's kind of problems stem from the thoughts the, the, the thoughts about what's going on the thoughts about and it's about stopping for a moment and um that's a lovely exercise i don't know whether i've done that with you um carly but stop 
the yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> in the course of our yeah. time together, you have <laughs> so many golden nuggets. <laughs> um, where stop is, you just think of the word stop. It's got two P's, this stop, though. So you think of the word stop and you, the S is just stop. Um, the T is just take a breath, take a breath. The yeah. O is just observe, observe what's going on, what's happening. Where am I? Where are my thoughts? You know, and by stopping and taking a breath, you're doing that. And then it's P is about pulling back. And when you pull back and you kind of think, well, how would somebody else look at this? Or how would kind of you can then put it into perspective and that's stopping and, and just taking a breath is very important, because if you don't do that, our thoughts can then override and then it kind of spills over to our emotions and our actions. So sometimes by just um, stopping and taking a breath, you can observe those thoughts. But, you know, the, like places yeah. like the Mind website or um, places that have loads of these tools and things that people can use or that are really helpful you've always given me so many different well no you keep things simple but there's yeah. always been another slant or take on you know something we've done together because we've worked like i've worked with you a long time and and actually you know i've got a fully full full kudos to sue because i am probably the happiest i've ever been and nothing's massively changed externally it is you know internally how i feel and and to the point now where i've had lots of people that have known me when i came to you like the real dark night of the soul and said you know i don't ever see you really having any like mental health you know like issues yeah. now and not saying that like a badge of honor like oh you know i'm healed like never that's a continuous i have to pay rent on that every day for like yeah you know, different issues and things that come up for me. But genuinely, when other people start to say to me, oh my goodness, I, I don't, you're, you know, I don't ever see you like where you were for like 36 years of your, yeah. however many years of life it was, you know, before I sort of got to here. And that was when I was like, wow, that is so great to actually have now, you know? Cause it was like, my whole life was just like, um. A shit show really <laughs> mental health stuff which loads of us go through but it, it was yeah. yeah but you were honest and 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 that's the thing it's about being honest with yourself it's about because quite often we we don't want others to see and, and and we hide things from ourselves but deep down we know the truth of things so it's about accepting and being honest you are who you are you know you you we are kind of like um personality wise we are who we are and then you can't change a lot of that you just have to learn to work with it and and that acceptance is key to everything you have to accept what's going on in your life am i grieving am i am i feeling what am i feeling and it's about accepting because as soon as you accept you take the power away from how it drives us or the emotion it's kind of bringing to us so and i kind of think that that the wonderful thing about you Carly, is that you you're happy to look at yourself you're happy you know what i mean you're very self-aware and and you're never afraid never afraid to touch on something or to go there which is always kind of helpful. I feel like really, my cheeks gone really red. I feel like I've just been given like one of my stickers by your teacher. But no, honestly, it's been such an amazing process. And, and I'm always like, oh, you know, I've got the best like counsellor in the world. But oh, I was going to say, you, you've given some insight into this. And, you know, because again, like I, I've learned so much about you today. Um, in terms of, the work you do on the mental health side as a counsellor, what did bring you to that? What was the defining moment where you're like, I'm going to go and train to do this? 
Well, I can't, I kind of think like I've never had an easy life. So kind of it had always been kind of one thing after another, after another. And then it hit me. I think at one point it hit me um, and I had this breakdown and I just completely um, I, I was I couldn't I, I was stuck between. I always remember this one point where I was stuck um, between kind of I was agoraphobic um, so I couldn't go out. But I was getting panic attacks and claustrophobic of being in. So I used to sit in the mat in between my flat and, and the doorway at the front. And I remember I used to sit there all night or for hours and just kind of like in the state of panic. And um, and I just remember that just being so awful. Um, and, and then I was helped. I, I saw a psychotherapist and I had all this therapy and I was helped. And I and I kind of think from that, um, I kind of thought this is what I want to do, uh, you know, and, and maybe yeah. maybe I can take what I've been through and, and use it for good, use it as a stepping stone to help others rather than think poor me you know what I mean kind of what a victim I've been I kind of thought um how about I use that to help others because I understand I have that empathy I can connect and 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 I chose actually I started doing regression and hypnotherapy and things like that um but then I realized a lot of the people that came to me for that needed more they needed more mm. in depth they needed so that's why I went and did my counseling training and and um so that I could kind of I know what I was doing I didn't want to leave people kind of with you know they'd come in these sessions and they'd be completely laid bare and then I wouldn't know what to do with them and and, and they'd, they'd go home and I think I can't do that so for, for me doing the training helped me one work on myself so that my stuff didn't come into sessions and my baggage you know wasn't kind of but also that I was able to um know what to do how to lead people how to kind of um be in those sessions and 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 for me it's been kind of one of the greatest pleasures of my life doing this work or being able to kind of um be a guiding light i suppose or kind of help because actually as, as a counselor or a therapist it's the it's the client that does all the work in between the sessions you kind of signpost them or nudge them or kind of but actually you're just facilitating that healing and, and just kind of helping them find their way through it or their kind of and maybe sometimes taking them back to a place where they don't want to touch on to help them heal and and yeah. um yeah no honestly i feel as well the fact that you have you you are open about your struggles your background which makes you most relatable and reassuring that you can empathize and understand you know because that that i think is what makes it anyway for me but you know you are so knowledgeable and i just yeah it's just such a good blend I mean, one thing I want to say throughout my time having sessions with you, you've often delivered an amazing quote that has resonated <laughs> and I've come back to often. And I do, I literally get this little Sue voice in my head, like Sue would say this, what are your favourite <laughs> mottos or quotes that you live by when it comes to mental health? Um, and, and it's funny, you, it's funny you say that, Carly, because I kind of th that's what happens is become you hope that your clients become their own internal counsellor. And actually, when you hear kind of that voice, it, that makes me laugh when you hear that, because quite often hear a client will say that. Um, but, but I suppose my favourite and, and is this too shall pass. And I and knew you were going to say that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's true, whatever is going on, this too shall pass. Nothing, nothing mm -hmm. stays forever. Nothing kind of like whether it be good, bad, indifferent, it, 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 it will always pass. And time is the greatest healer. Although you can't yes. kind of, you know, kind of say that to somebody that they don't understand it in the moment, it is, and it is the greatest healer. And and my motto, I suppose, um, is is um, some beautiful words from St. Paul. It's kind of my motto is healing is love. Let everything you do be done in love. And I kind of think if 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 um, and also kind of like if you think of St Paul's words about love is patient, love is kind. I kind of try to live that as well, not just for for working with clients, but for myself. It's being patient mm -hmm. and kind, 
And I kind of think it's so important to be kind of that, but probably the most important is this too shall pass. Absolutely, um, there's nothing that will stay. Because there's a really, I always remember reading a book called um, The Road Less Traveled by Scott Peck, is it Scott M. Peck, something like that. And, and it was so profound, because I think that one of the first paragraphs in, in this um, book said, um, life is suffering. And once you grasp that, the rest of it becomes easy. And I think actually, that, that sang so true with me because, um, and I've probably said to you, it's about picking your poison or, but you know what I mean? It's kind of- Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love this analogy. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but but the fact is life is difficult and it sucks at times and it and it's hard and it's, you know, and, and nobody's life is easy. Everybody is going through something. Everybody's struggling yeah. in one way or another. And I kind of think once you grasp and accept that, it isn't going to be a bed of roses and it isn't going to be, but there are going to be some wonderful moments and there are going to be some hard moments and there's going to be some bits in between, but it will constantly change. Once you accept that, that, that life is this flow and, and that it's never going to be perfect and you're not perfect and, you know, but but actually who you are in this moment and how you are is exactly where you're meant to be. You're perfect in, in that moment. Um, and I think once you realise all of this, life becomes a little bit easier. Once you can accept. Yes. That, that's, yeah. You know, yeah. That, that nothing is nothing is perfect but also nothing is permanent everything moves everything changes you gave, gave me chills then because you haven't I'm yet to sing I'm sending you out a copy of my book at the moment and you said about the kindness and patience and that is at the front of my book because it's symbolic of my mum and dad had their um fourth year wedding anniversary and my brother did a speech and he said the words that my parents said that he he asked my I think he asked my dad or my mum about what they said about why their marriage what what you could do to keep your marriage working and one of them had responded kindness and patience yeah and it really made me want to like I really bald when he said this during the speech and you know it was really emotional and I've actually put that in the front of the book like as oh, a well. dedication to my parents so when you said it I was like that is so true. Kindness and patience in Absolutely. any way, we, you know, we can, in relationships, how we treat others, that yeah. literally gave me chills. Yeah. But are you able to talk about the pick your poison analogy a little bit about, I think it was your grandma that had oh, a, yeah. a story yeah. about it. This was a real game changer for me okay. about picking my poison and yeah. not beating myself up so much about it, if that makes sense. Yeah, because and I always remember my grandma saying that you have to pick your poison. And I think this is like, and I suppose it's a bit like, you know, like if you're in a relationship or kind of in a friendship or anything, you've always got to pick your poison because nobody's perfect. So if you kind of think about kind of like you might meet somebody and, and say that they're, they're, they're really kind and they're really kind of like, um, um and they, they do everything. But say, say, I don't know, they don't get that right or they don't because because um, we're very different, aren't we? I like that men is from men. Are from, is it women of Venus, men are from Mars or that kind of thing? Because we're very different. So sometimes it's about picking your poison and it's about kind of going, well, I can accept that because I I. I because that 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 makes up for it so it's about finding balance that picking your poison because nothing's ever perfect so with in any situation you go into you've got to kind of think um is that can i put up with that so i get that it's, it's about finding that balance or that key um does that make sense it's about yes yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. and that was a real I, I remember us talking about that and it being something that always comes to mind you know when a situation arises so yeah I do love that analogy as people will cut off their nose to swipe their face sometimes they'll kind of like not do something because of that and I kind of think but if, if, if you've only got to have that little bit of 
not nice to have like you know what i mean it kind of um um it's 97 wonderful would you not do it just because of three percent would you not but people do yeah people will kind of you know what i mean they will kind of you know because of something little they'll they'll spoil something kind of that could be quite wonderful and i kind of that picking your poison is very much in that way or Absolutely. And that's why it came up with us, actually, because it was a situation. I don't remember what the situation was. It was a number of years ago of me cutting my nose off to spite my face. So I re absolutely remember it coming up in that context. Okay. And <laughs> it always comes to mind, you know, when different things arise, I get the little Sue voice in my head <laughs> with that. And actually, you touched on books. What books or podcasts can you recommend that have been really life-changing a game changer for you in regards to mental health for yourself or the work that you do well kind of podcasts are really new to me i'm, I'm quite i think i must be quite old-fashioned carly because i'm kind of like this is all new to me i've been listening to them now and i think oh quite like this um so so podcast is something that's very new so i'm not really kind of afraid with that but books i've got kind of yeah. two different camps so i've got certain books that are spiritual and certain books that are kind of counseling wise so i suppose Brilliant. my counsel my counseling ones are um there's a brilliant one called homecoming um, and it's about reclaiming and championing your inner child i kind of think that's a really good one some of some of it's a bit weird and wonderful but it's really good for inner child work i think that's kind of um good and then there's another one soul without shame and that's about liberate, liberating yourself from the from the judge within with that inner critic um i also love like um attached it's it's to do with anybody with attachment issues or anybody with kind of problems there's an, a book called attached uh, i think it's dr amir levine um and it talks about kind of because we i think i think it's quite a few of us have attachment issues when it comes to relationships or to you know to even day to day um and that's a really good book for that there's another one called um I don't know whether I can say it on here, but I'll, I'll say FC UK it. There's a. Um, you can say it as much as you like. <laughs> okay. Well, it's called Fuck It. And it's kind of like a, that's a really good, it's, it's called the new spiritual way. But I kind of think that's really good for somebody that's just wanting to go. Do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, let that go because we, we, we spend far too much on weighing things up all. So that's a really good book about just letting it go. Um, but then. I suppose spiritually, um, if anybody's wanting to develop, so kind of wanting to learn how to kind of um, develop themselves mediumistically, wants, wants books to help do that. There's kind of two that kind of would sit me. One of them's Instant Intuition, and that's by Anne Hurst. Um, and that's really good because it's got some exercises on linking with your guides, that kind of thing. And they also, there's another one good, and I think it's Gordon Smith, Developing Your Mediumship, because he sits, his stuff sits very well with me, Gordon Smith. Um, and um, there's another one if, if, if for anybody who's looking for more about knowing what happens after we go or um, uh, kind of what happens on the other side, what are the spiritual truths are, there's a wonderful book called The Eternal Truth. And, and do you remember I was telling you the story about the chap that fixed my back? Yes. Um, well, this this is a book that he um, came through and there's their spiritual teachings and they're kind of like and it's a wonderful book about and it explains about all the levels in spirit and all the different things and it's and it's the first book that i've read that I thought god that resonates with me that sits so right within me because you read so many and i think no i don't believe that but this just everything i believed it, it answered and and so for me that's probably one of being one of the most important spiritual books that i've read um amazing yeah. i'm gonna check these out you did recommend and i read attached and i definitely can read yes. that that was very yeah. good yeah and i will look in some of those because i'm very curious and i just want to apologize when you were talking about the picking your poison my 
beautiful, glorious teenage daughter decided to charge in and ask me how her hair looked, not realizing <laughs> we're recording. Now, my, I do apologize. A bit of real life there happened. So yeah, if you've got any sort of slamming doors, my daughter is like a boy in a china shop most of the time. So I do apologize. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> Sue, I've loved having you on. Honestly, I'm, I've learned so much about you that I never knew because, again, you keep these sides so, you know, you blend it so well and you also keep it separately wonderfully also. Where can people find you? Um, well, I, I kind of am um, on Facebook. It's probably the easiest way. So <laughs> under Psychic Susie, you'll find me under Psychic Susie on Facebook. Um, probably the easiest way or, or on Facebook you can add me Sue um, Sue Ludden um, I think I'm the only one um, so yeah that's that's the best way to find me is is, is through Facebook and, and message and and, and I'm, quite, I'm quite happy to help people you know if they want answers about anything spiritual kind of or anything you know just get in touch I'm quite happy to um, talk through have sessions I do one-on-ones I do you know what I mean and I probably do more of my spiritual stuff than I do my counselling now but kind of I'm happy to help in, in whatever way we're here to help each other aren't we isn't that why we're here on this earth plane to kind of you know to help each other and, and make life a little bit easier because it's hard enough absolutely and that's something i didn't know i didn't realize that sue was doing more of the spiritual stuff which is exciting so again yeah you know if you want to contact sue i'll put the details in the show notes if you want to explore that on the counseling side or the spiritual side absolutely yeah absolutely so thank you so much oh can i ask you a question really quickly before you go yes. so something i ask a lot of our guests what music do you like to listen to when it comes to your work if ever that does come up with perhaps the spiritual side of things you know what what sort of artists and songs do you like to listen to oh wow i'm so it's so varied it's so kind of um but but strangely enough my husband laughs at me with this when i'm when i'm getting ready to do on platform and and you're yeah. my song is a pour some sugar on me it's the song i'll listen to as i'm going um to because i don't know what it is about the song because it's quite a heavy metal one but but it's the drum beat gets me all in a, in a kind of real kind of state ready to work it's bizarre isn't it but that's kind of like I love that. Uh, yeah, that's that. yeah because meditation i i don't always find i meditate i quite like drum beat and i, I like um um but i love everything from elvis to abbott kind of like i'm i'm a big musical buff so i listen to loads of musical music yeah. um but you name it i suppose i'm not into dance or kind of um, or this modern kind of like i don't kind of get it um but um i uh yeah no kind of most things love a bit of elvis love a bit of um i'm trying to think what I'm I love that. ed sheeran's on play a lot at the moment his kind of new stuff i quite like and i love that is it the, the, the one about having a waiting room or something if um which i think is quite lovely so i am rubbish with a lot of modern music to be honest unless mm. I usually only hear about things through my daughter now. So it's like it's usually some like dodgy grime track or something like that. I think I've got that age, Carly, where I'm saying to my sons, and you call this music? I think, oh, so <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, I literally end through something all through TikTok and I'm like, oh, I didn't know that song because of that. Oh my God. Oh, I'm sad about my mum now. Um, Sue, thank you so much. I've oh, loved having you on. I've learned so much. And I think, again, you know, everybody else will from this as well. You've given so much insight into both sides of your work. 
thank you thank you for having me it's been wonderful and it's, it's lovely to connect with you in this way because it's different isn't it and it's lovely to be able to talk about what i do and um, share that with you so thank you so much for having me carly thank you so Thank you for joining me today. On a similar note, I'm working on an additional project this year, secondary to the White Ridge podcast, which delves into the supernatural. Therefore, I'd be so keen to hear your ghost stories, if you have any that you'd be happy to share and have read out on a future project that I'll be revealing. I'll be ever so grateful if you have some that you can send in. I will add some details in the show notes where you can send these to. And you can, of course, post them anonymously also. Our theme for March over on my Patreon, The White Witch Coven, is actually Beyond the Veil. This is nothing to do with your ghost stories. That's a separate venture. But this will be a deep delve into our psychic senses and, of course, different spirit-related content Pretty excited about that, as are most of the Patreon. Our theme for February on Patreon is Fairy Witchcraft. And for £6 a month, you receive a meditation, a fairy tale folklore retelling, Patreon podcast episode, a live recorded workshop that you can re-listen to. We have our book club, The Literary Witches Coven. And we also have our hedge witch studies as well, where we look at different forms of herbs and plants and their witchy related correspondences, properties, folklore, and so on. If you enjoy the show and are happy to give me a review, I'd be ever so grateful. And if you have left me a review, thank you. Honestly, you are all so lovely with your kind comments and messages and so on. It keeps me going. And all your reviews, of course, mean the show is found more so I can do more. I'll add my socials in the show notes. But thank you all so much for listening. Lots and lots of witchy love. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.